1: Hi everyone, welcome to Dishing with Digest. I'm Stephanie Sloan, Editorial Director, here with Mara Levinsky, Senior Editor. Well, hello. Mara, this week marks some big returns over a Days. Farrah Fath is coming back as Mimi after an 11-year absence, and Ariane Zucker is reprising the role of Nicole less than a year after we last saw her on screen. So I spoke to Farah about coming back. You know, it had been a while. She said it felt like the twilight zone for those first few days she was back because it was like going back to her old high school. Um, You know, she started days as a teenager and now she is a married woman expecting her first child. She said it felt trippy to like be back on the set and sort of back in the same Circumstances, but her life is so different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she actually found out she was pregnant right after she agreed to come back. So she admits she wasn't feeling her best and would actually love to return sometime down the line when she's more at the top of her game and kind of be Mimi again when she's actually feeling well. So as for Ari, she really wasn't ready to come back so soon, but it's really a brief story arc. And so she was on board once they said, you know, it's not forever. Cause she's still, there are other things she still wants to do. Um, now you chatted with Jeannie Francis who has started airing again as Laura. What did she have to say? Well,
0: Jeannie could not be more thrilled to be back at General Hospital and she absolutely credits her return to the fans campaigning for it. And, you know, we talked about how she felt about the hashtag Jeannie is GH that happened. And, you know, I, I was so excited to hear, uh, everything that she had to say. And she admitted that she did have some reservations about coming back because she didn't want to get hurt again, as she put it, and that it had been quite painful to be fired at the end of last year. But she said that when she sat down with uh, Frank Valentini, the executive producer, and the show's two head writers, uh, Shelley Altman and Chris Van Etten, and they talked through the ideas that Chris and Shelley had for the character, she truly believed that making Laura an integral part of the canvas again was what they intended to do. And she was particularly thrilled on her first day back at work when she saw that Laura actually had a place to live for the first time in several years. (laughs) Um, She said it took her about five or six episodes to feel like she truly remembered how to act. But I have to respectfully disagree because I thought she was great from her very first
1: scene. Oh, I agree. Um, So, you know, I was really looking forward to reading your story and hearing what she had to say about leaving and coming back. Um, As you know, here at Digest, we keep files of everyone's interviews through the years um, in, you know, little envelopes. And I think both of us have commented that back in the day when there was no Internet, And a story was printed and then pretty much faded away. You know, stars were very candid about how they felt about the show and their storylines. Because, you know, it really never came back to haunt them pretty much. (laughs) Um, And I don't feel like we see that as much anymore, you know, for a lot of reasons. First, it could possibly be taken out of context when it's reprinted on the web, uh, whatever they said. Um, and there's always that famous scene in Friends when Joey trashes Jim Riley is riding on days and then you see the back of Jim and then <laughs> Drake Ramore falls down an elevator shaft. <laughs> you know, I think um it's made actors understandably gun shy about revealing too much in interviews. Um, However, I found Jeannie to be very candid and open about her feelings about, you know, her coming and going, and you really get a sense of how it all affected her. Yeah,
0: she was also pretty candid
1: about how she felt about her storyline prior to her return.
0: Um, Anyway, you know, uh, listen, I certainly get actors' reluctance to criticize the show in print. It can be seen as biting the hand that feeds you or sort of insubordinate even to be critical of your boss or your employer. And I think there sometimes is a tension between actors wanting to be honest with their fans and also wanting to be respectful of the creative choices that a show has made. And I do think that fan scrutiny has intensified considerably in the internet age where one line can be excerpted from an interview and dissected, you know, kind of ad nauseum on social media or message boards. You almost feel bad asking actors to share those kinds of opinions, knowing that it could end up putting them in a bad position
1: once it's printed. You know, back to Ari, when I did her exit interview back in 2017, she admitted that she started thinking about leaving after they fired Sean Christian, who played Daniel, Um, and that was her real-life partner, but also her on-screen partner. Mm -hmm. I mean, to be clear, she wanted to do other things and see what else was out there. That was not the reason, Um, but I thought it was a surprising admission because we don't always get that kind of frankness.
0: Yeah, um, you know, Ari's comment illustrates another point, which is how when an actor leaves a show, it affects their castmates too. You know, there's an interview in this issue that I couldn't wait to read, and that's Marybeth Evans, who plays Kayla on Days, sharing her feelings about the exit of Stephen Nichols, her longtime leading man as Steve. You know, I think anyone who's worked in an office for a long period of time knows that if someone you work closely with leaves, it changes your own work life considerably. And when you've been a super couple for 30-plus years, of course, it has a huge impact on your life on set, on your storyline, and on your fan base when you're, you know— uh, scene partner leaves.
1: Yeah. You know, one of the things that Mary Beth says in the story is that, you know, Kayla, and of course she is so sad about Stephen, you know, not being there and certainly addresses that. So everyone has to read and pick up that issue and see what she has to say. But one of the things she also mentions is that Kayla does have other avenues, mm-hmm. you know, on the canvas because there's so many, you know, Brady's around for her. To interact with and she has this job and, you know, they really never limited her to just Stephen and Kayla mm-hmm. because certainly there were years that she was on the canvas without him. But at the same time, you know, I have to say I've probably never gotten as much days mail recently as I have about fans reacting to Steve's exit and Stephen Nichols's exit. Mm-hmm. I mean, they miss him. Like, it's very hard when you get used to seeing a couple together, and especially because the way that particular story was just sort of cut off at the knees right at the most, you know, climactic moment of it. Um, it's It's been a really big loss uh, for the fans who watch the show. And... Um, You know, while certainly Mary Beth can stand alone, there is something where you do miss seeing Steve. You know, it's been about a month since we last saw him on screen and um, you feel the absence because you want to see it. So what happened with his eye? Yeah, totally. (laughs) What did happen with his eye? Well, one actress who has really never been without her main scene partner is our guest today, Sharon Case. So let's get her on the phone to talk about all things Sharon, Y&R. Nick Schick and that crazy wedding reveal. Hi, Sharon. Hi. Hi. Thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Oh, we're so excited to, especially because we are talking to you at the perfect time for Sharon's (laughs) storyline. That's right. So we just saw the shocking wedding um, and the crazy interruption at the altar um, so tell us what it was like for you and what the buildup was to that big moment.
2: Um, wow. It was a lot. You know, it, that, that was a big show. And, you know, I had a lot to do and, and a lot of different levels to, to hit. And so I had, I had to do a lot of thinking, you know, knowing what I was going to do when I got to the end of the aisle, like start seeing my vows, like I'm going to go through with it. But then I changed my mind it was an interesting decision for me to make how to walk down the aisle. You know, what is my temperature when I'm heading down the aisle? And I thought, okay, well, I guess it's sort of, I don't know. Like I'm doing this because I, you know, she, she wants to, Sharon wants to marry Nick. She didn't want this disaster to happen here, this news that day. I mean, it just destroyed everything which she's been building up for toward for, you know, months is this wedding. So I think that's what, brought her to the church and got her down the aisle and saying her vows. So, you know, with trepidation, she walked down the aisle and and did try to go through with it. So that's what was going through my mind was how to, how to reach all these levels and, and the big data's ahead of me. You know, having big weeks like this, because it wasn't just that I shot that show that week, it was – the show before with all the Mariah scenes with Mariah tells Sharon and, and then the fallout with Nick. That was just a, a big scene with Sharon and Nick after uh, the wedding at, um, at Sharon and Nick's house. It's a big week. Um, you know, I used to get not really stressed out, but I just sort of felt like something looming over me when I had these big weeks ahead of me. But you know, that one didn't, Um, how I felt about that is I I really looked forward to it. I, I, um, I just, paced myself and had a, had a nice time, you know, and not, I wasn't stressed at all. I had a, I had a really nice week.
1: Were you happy with how they turned out?
2: I'm so happy with how they turned out with, with what I wanted to do with my performance. It just was like butter. Everything that me and Cameron did and then me and Joshua, it, everything was just like fell right into place without any effort. Um, and I think that's because, The way that the scenes were written um, and and the dialogue and and because I have these long-term relationships with these actors, it just made it really um, easy for all of us. And um, I think there were beats that came about in those scenes that just were so organic, they sort of surprised us all, surprised us both. We just, we're so comfortable working together, we can just sort of let go and see what happens to some extent, too.
0: Now, before you knew how this was going to shake out, uh, as Nick and Sharon had worked their way back together, were you kind of hoping for some big drama to go down at the altar? Or were you, like, rooting for Schick to say, I do again?
2: You know, I wasn't rooting either way. Um, I don't usually check in with the writers about what's ahead. I like to be surprised, too. I think that it just helps my performance to you know, not have too much foresight down the line and the story. So, um, so I didn't, I didn't really root one way or the other. I just sort of wait and see what happens when I I get the scripts or I talk to Mel and then I I have a um, a few weeks of knowledge of what's going to happen. So yeah, I just, um, you know, I'm so focused on just doing my job and making sure that I can, you know, I perform, you know, to the level that I want and, and, um, you know, and let the writers take care of, you know, all the rest, all the, where the storyline twists and turns are.
1: Um, so Mara and I were actually Mm -hmm. watching together and there was a moment that we found, I don't know, a little awkward. So there's Sharon and she makes her big reveal and poor Faith is like sobbing (laughs) in a pew. And we were like, is this the kind of thing that Faith really
0: should have heard? Yeah. Does Faith need to know that that Nick had sex with, uh, with Phyllis? What did, what did you think about that? Um,
2: well... You know, I, I guess I didn't <laughs> think about it. I had a lot on my mind that day. But um, <laughs> that's probably, if that were real life, how that would have gone also. Right. <laughs> didn't think about that because so much was going on. So whoops. Um, you know, sometimes the kids are, uh, are there and, you know, the wrong place, wrong time, things can happen. But, you know, Faith, on the other hand, in the storyline, she's no stranger to all of this. You know, she's the one who had the foresight that this wedding wasn't going to happen. She didn't think it should happen. She didn't want to get her hopes up. Um, you know, she's, she's a very grown up little girl.
0: Yeah, she totally called it. Yeah, she did. Well, maybe, you know, the, the, the food that they didn't uh, end up eating at the reception, maybe they can get some sort of refund and use it on therapy for faith.
2: There you
1: go. There had to have
2: been a lot of food
1: at that reception. Nikki seemed a little concerned about that. (laughs) What are we going to do about all the food?
0: (laughs) So it looked for a while there, like Sharon and Nick were finally going to make it work this time. But not only did, you know, he have to go and sleep with Phyllis, but Sharon is herself keeping quite a major secret from him about JT's death. So mm-hmm. let, let's go back to the onset of that storyline. What was your reaction when you first heard that Sharon was going to uh, enter into this uh, alliance of sorts uh, with these other ladies?
2: Oh, I loved it. I've loved it all the way. I, I love the idea. I've loved doing it. You know, for me, playing Sharon 24 years, um, I've been mostly stuck in Sharon and Nick's house.
0: Um, <laughs>
2: You know, and I never leave the house. I mean, of course, there were a few years here and there long time ago where Sharon had a job at Jabot. And she went to college
1: recently (laughs) off screen, you know.
2: Right. But, you know, for the films that I'm sorry, for the scenes that I'm filming, I'm usually just in Sharon's house, you know, for 24 years. So I was so happy to get involved in another storyline and have it be with all four of these leading ladies who I adore and think so highly of as, as actresses. Uh, um, of course, I do work with Cameron regularly and sometimes Nikki. And, but I hadn't worked with Phyllis in a long time. And Sharon and Victoria hadn't worked together in a long time. Mm-hmm. So I loved this storyline. And, um, just to have another reason to get out of the house, have another problem to solve, you know, just a different kind of drama in Sharon's life than the usual that she has had for decades. Um, you know, a breakup, a bad relationship, a meltdown, you know, I'd been doing that for a long time. And, um, so I was so happy to just get involved in something else and, um, And I I like the way the storyline's written. You know, it's not like these women are bad um, for what they've done, but they have very good reason to want to cover up what they've done. Um, And then even before the wedding, Sharon really didn't want to keep the secret from Nick anymore. Um, but all the other ladies convinced her that she had to for their sake. And and that is part of the problem. It's not just about Sharon and what she wants to share with Nick. She has to take into consideration the whole group. We all do. And that's what makes this so difficult for all of the characters because none of us really like each other that much. (laughs) Um, On the other hand, we do, but you know, there's conflicts. and, And so we're, we're stuck in this, um, alliance,
1: you know it's funny when Mara and I spoke to Mal after the JT story, um, you know aired. He really did say it was just the beginning of so many other stories that were going to be told, and he's really made good on that declaration because they really have found so many twists and turns within this story. You know what's it been yeah. like for you to like get the scripts and see what the next beat is for you all I'm to play. Always,
2: yeah, I'm always surprised. I agree with you that uh, this has been going on for quite some time. Uh, I love the twists and turns the storyline's given us months of, of great drama, um, for all of us. And, and it's just, it's different. And so, but I mean, where it's not different is soaps are about secrets and this is a great secret.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's great because it's messy.
2: It's messy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it really was. It was, it's fantastic. I love this story. I, I think this was a great idea and it's going really well.
0: How would you describe the Sharon that you've been tasked with playing since Mal Young took over, and, and how would you characterize, you know, his vision for the character?
2: Writing this um, murder mystery that Sharon's in with all the girls, um, and it also ties into the, an abuse story, I like that Mel has tapped into that. He's taken what was already there, Sharon was in school studying um, psychology, and now he's you know, accenting on all of that, you know Sharon is now working with victims at the police station and um, you know being um, she's a part of this storyline where Victoria was abused and, and I think he's kind of you know bringing a lot of loose ends together and making sense of it and uh, also making sense of Sharon's past and um her breakdowns and now how she's a stronger person from learning about um, these kinds of situations and going to school and learning about it. So he's um, he's made the character change and grow out of who she was and, and into a new stronger person. And so I I love that. I also like not just what he said with Sharon, but with the show. Um, starting with this storyline uh, with the women murdering JT, we started changing some of the pace of the show. We started having ten. Page scenes normally, for the past few decades, the scenes have been about one, two, sometimes three pages long. That would be a long scene, but we've gotten back to the six to ten page long scenes, and so it, um, there's time for more pauses, more dramatic pauses, more thought um, get, and I think that gets you into the character's mind a little bit more. Bill Bell used to write that way when Mal started writing the scenes this way, some of us vets said, "Wow, this is like." a long time ago when Bill wrote the show, we always had six to 10 page scenes and they're a lot harder. They're harder to memorize and perform, but then somewhere along the line, we changed and sped up the show. Well, Mel's changed it back again. And I mean, I think that a little bit of both is necessary. Um, Some scenes longer, some shorter. And and I I love that he's changed the the pace of the show that way.
1: Mm -hmm. And I feel like he's really taken your character and sort of spun her in a new direction. And one that, really previous regimes maybe hadn't done as much.
2: Absolutely. I really like that. Uh, he's made Sharon a, a stronger person. Um, I think that Mal understands the character Sharon. He he knows how to write for an adult female. And, and I think a lot of other writers, are, well, I had great stories. It was just more narrow it was narrowed down to one or two things that that Sharon was doing she was having a meltdown or a breakdown all the time <laughs> and you know that's that's very dramatic for me to play it was it was difficult material for me to play as an actress and and it was a lot for me to to do and and overcome and and make those scenes great so i was glad i got to do all of that it's difficult to play um a person who's having meltdowns all the time and i um i'm glad i got to do that so it wasn't that I was ever doing nothing, but it's just it was time to move on and and do something more with the character, have a bigger idea for her. And and I, I think Mal, Mal definitely nailed that.
0: Now, Sharon, I know that you have been on YNR for 24 years, but I actually remember you as glasses wearing Debbie on uh-huh. As the World Turns. So Yay. you had Debbie and then you had Dawn. So you had, uh, on General Hospital. So you had two kind of short, turns on soaps before you joined YNR. And I'm curious at that you know point in your life and your career, were you gun shy about joining a third? Yes, I was. Um, not because
2: I was let go already from two shows. I do realize that soaps are a revolving door, a big part of them are, you know, most soaps have a core group of actors, characters, 10, usually they're about. And then the rest of the characters are a revolving door, you know, anywhere from six months to six years, then, you know, the door turns and new people come in. That's the formula. It's normal. So I didn't have, you know, I didn't feel terrible about that happening, but by the time that young and the restless had asked me to audition, I was already working on another show. Um, I was, back in L.A. from New York, and I had started working on Valley of the Dolls, it was a primetime series, and um, that was going really well, and, you know, I felt that would, even if that show wasn't picked up for another season, which I was waiting during the summer to find out, then this could lead to other things. You know, my career wasn't doing too badly, I mean, I was, I'd only been acting for a few years, and already I'd been on several shows and had quite a resume, so I was happy to just keep going. Um With that, and because I had already done two shows, two soap operas i didn 't know that I needed more experience doing more of them so i my initial answer uh to my agents about Young and the Restless was no because i you know I kind of have a um you know some mojo going on over here <laughs> with my prime time career to we'll see what happens what 's the hurry and you know, then Young and the Restless came back to me again like a week later and, and they really wanted to see me and my agents thought that I should do it. Oh, I know it. We'd worked out that um I could if I got the job on Young and the Restless, I could play the role for a while and then if my primetime series Valley of the Dolls got picked up, then I would just go back to Valley of the Dolls and I just would have worked on Y and R temporarily and I thought, Oh, that that sounds perfect.
1: Yeah, best of so, both worlds.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was great. So I tried out and then I booked the role. So uh, then viola of the dolls did not get picked up, and I was glad it didn't because by the time that happened, I loved working here, and i didn't want to go anywhere
1: well, so then, what does your longevity mean to you? like here we are talking twenty four years later for a job that you were like, eh, maybe iffy about when you first signed on, yeah, and you have one of those ten people like in the in the center
0: of things for sure
2: uh yeah, that's who Sharon became, and who would have thought um you know i I didn't know that's what. Which she would become there was I don't think anyone did. I think things just kind of um gradually went the way that they did over the years and decades that Sharon became a core character um or I don't know, maybe that was Bill Bell's vision for Sharon from the beginning and why he took time casting three different actresses for the role I, you know, I never asked him that um but it could be that you know he always knew that uh, Nikki and Victor's son, uh, Nick would be, you know, the next, you know, core Newman. And of course his wife would be too. So maybe that was always in the cards, but, um, for me, I just knew I liked working here. Um, I had a great time. I loved the actors. This was a a terrific environment. I didn't really want to leave. And so when Valley didn't get picked up, I was just happy to be staying put. And, you know, over the years, I've liked it more and more and more. You think that, or you would think that after that many years, you would start to kind of get, I don't know, tired of the same thing all the time. But it's not the same thing all the time. It's always different in my point of view. And I've loved working here more and more every year. I love it more this year than last year and so on.
1: That's really awesome to hear. Yeah, it's the best thing to say about a job, I would think.
2: Right, and it's so lucky to be able to say that about your job or even about anything in your life. (laughs) Very
0: true. Do you like working with Joshua Morrow every every year more than you did the the year before?
2: Yes, because he gets funnier and funnier. (laughs) He just, you know, as we grow up and we've worked here for so long, we loosen up too. And um, so we just, we have more fun every year on the set working together and it also gets easier for us because we're so used to each other. So, um, yeah, it's become so relaxed now that it's, it's really a piece of cake and and it very much an enjoyable part of my day. And I think that, you know, working here, he would say the same thing is true for him.
1: I believe he did say the same thing is true for him when we spoke to him on the podcast. (laughs) Um, So Mara and I were talking earlier about working with people for so many years and how the workplace dynamic can change, you know, when an actor leaves. Um, Has there ever been someone in your storyline who left that you were disappointed or that you really missed them after they went?
2: Oh my gosh. So many. I've missed them all. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Okay. So let's go way back. Um, so they wrote Grace off, and I missed her. And, um, well, even before that, they wrote Eddie Sibrian off. And I thought that he was a, a a great character. They later brought Matt Clark back, his character, mm-hmm. um, for another go-round because that was a great character. And I, I don't know why Eddie Sibrian didn't play the role. He was probably doing something else at the time. Um, so those two, right off the bat. And then later, it was um, Tamara Clatterbuck um, was working here playing Alice, and then her storyline ended. And, um, well, Brittany, played by Lauren Woodland, she, you know what? She was written off of my character, didn't really work with her. And she and I weren't really that close of friends at that point, so I don't know that that really answers the question. But all of those girls, and um, are we're all great friends now um, since working together. And I'm really thankful that, I I met them at work and now I have these wonderful friends in my life for years and years that I met because of this place. So that's really nice. And um, who else going forward? um, I don't want to miss anybody because I don't want to miss saying their names because I miss everyone who left, but, um, but as far as blowing a hole into the, canvas when they left you know definitely when adam michael muni left that was a big deal we all know
3: uh-huh. and
2: having adam missing from the screen which is probably i don't know a couple of years it seems like before justin hartley took the role um so and then now he's been gone for a long time and so i think you know and i, I you know i miss them and I, I miss the character adam and then you know having um Thad Luckinville back recently to play JT. Sharon and JT never knew each other, but this time around I was more in his storyline, and I've watched him on screen. He's He's really grown up, and I love how he's playing JT in this, well, how he did in this storyline was fascinating. I, I just loved watching his acting. And um, so then when he got killed recently, then I was sad to see him go. No thanks I'm to you. I am so <laughs> rooting that JT is alive. I hope that he did climb his way out of that grave
1: because I would love
2: for JT to be able to come back. I mean, I'd love for them all to come back.
1: Yeah, that actually was a very intense story, I have to agree, as a viewer watching that back as JT. It was it was totally gripping.
2: Good. Oh, I'm glad that it, that it was that way for you, because I, I really loved it, too.
0: Now, one co-star that you worked very closely with who left and is now back, albeit in a slightly different context, is Cameron Grimes.
2: Oh, my God. I knew that I'd miss some, like, glaring person <laughs> in my list. Yes, she's back. Well, she's back, so we're not... Uh, you know,
0: we're, yeah, not, we're not missing, missing her, her for sure. But. Yeah,
2: but you know, this is a really great story, her story, because when Cassie died, it was such a big deal. Her, you know, leaving and and her character, which was such a beloved young girl who had been on you know on screen, we watched her grow up for years. When when her death uh, came about, it really did blow a hole into the every character's life on in Genoa City. And she was missed for a long time, and it gave us a lot of storyline to play for a long time. with her the loss of you know our, our beautiful daughter? And um, you know we celebrated her birthday, the anniversary of her death, for years and years on the show. And so it, it, the storyline went on that we missed her. It was so perfect that they wrote her back in as Mariah, and Mariah is this fascinating young lady who's very different than how Cassie probably would have grown up to be. Um, This very sassy, very smart, um, ambitious girl. I I think that, Uh, Mariah is hilarious. Uh, I can't imagine her being in any other way than she is. And, yeah, we don't miss Cameron Grimes anymore because we love that she's back. And I just love what she's done with Mariah and what the writers have done with Mariah. So when you look at the whole picture of when Cassie started – and everything we went through till now, where we have Mariah, it was almost as if it were pre-written. It's so perfect. This long storyline arc. I mean, what a long storyline arc. It was decades.
1: Yes. Actually, I have to tell you, I was with someone last night who, when I told them I was talking to you today, said, I will never forget the scenes and the performances of Sharon Case after Cassie died. They have stayed with me since then. They were so you know,
2: good. That. Uh, thank you. I, I hear that a lot from fans, and I agree, I mean, those scenes still haunt me. I can barely watch them. I, it's just, it's just haunting. It, it, it was really, there was just something so powerful about those scenes. I'm right. glad that uh, other people agree. Well, I hear that a lot on social media from people.
1: Um, are there other scenes or storylines that stand out to you when you look back um, at your near 25 years of the show?
2: Oh my gosh. Um, well. I don't know. I mean, all of them kind of do. I, I've had a lot of great shows. Um, you know who I also miss is the Cameron Kirsten character. I thought he was great. Um,
1: a Lyndon Ashby? Lind- Lyndon Ashby. Mm-hmm. He was a great uh, someone character. Someone else, Sharon, gr- was part of his murder that wasn't a <laughs> murder? <laughs> Right, didn't I murder him, too? Yes. I can't keep count anymore. <laughs> You're lucky we you didn't know.
0: decide to do a quiz for you, Sharon, <laughs> which we've done sometimes with actors. <laughs> How many
2: people have I struck with an object <laughs> right. down, thought they were dead, but they weren't? <laughs>
0: only in soaps.
2: <laughs> it's been fun doing all of that. I mean, only in soaps, in a long 25-year in soaps, do you get to... Almost kill that many people. Hit them with an object. Jump out of a plane. Jump out of a window. Get married a thousand times. Have
0: a nervous breakdown. I mean, it's
2: been great. There's been
0: volcanoes. There's <laughs> yes. been. I mean, really, it's 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 quite the gamut. And I mean, to marry just about every single newman is an achievement unto its right? own. No one else has that in their
2: resume, so, you know.
0: <laughs> I've achieved a lot here. I've had so much
2: fun. I mean, what more could I ask for? I mean, if I try to think about what would Sharon do in the future? Oh, my God. I don't know. Time I'm travel. To come up with something. Time travel. Space exploration. There you go.
1: <laughs> well, that's what's so amazing is that they keep finding so many awesome stories for you to be a part of.
2: Yeah. And now um, I agree. They always find some great new thing. And I love that Sharon's now um, working at the police station because she's got like her cop vibe now on. And, and I like that, you know, I think that that's interesting. Uh, um, People love all the, you know, cop shows, cop themed shows, all the, um, you know, detective and CSI stuff. And so it's fun to get to now try doing that because it's really different than anything else Sharon's done. And, and, you know, um, working with, um, with Jordy. And it's, this is an interesting storyline because it's sort of like a double espionage. Like he's, he's really pretending and he's, he's trying to get information out of Sharon. He's watching her and she's doing the same. So I kind of like this, uh, this double espionage thing that they're doing where they're both trying to play poker with each other. Um, and they both don't realize that the other's playing poker with them and just waiting to see how that Yeah, well, where that goes, um, that'll be really interesting. I think it's kind of like a Mr. and Mrs. Smith in a way. I mean, obviously, we're not firing weapons at each other, but it might come to that.
0: I was about to say, not yet, at least. (laughs) Right. Plus, you know, you're not in Sharon's house when you're at the police station.
2: Right. I love that. I never thought I would like the police station so much, but I do now. And now we know why.
3: Right.
1: Uh, Well, Sharon, thank you so much for joining us. It was so great to talk about your storyline and all of your storylines through the years. Oh, thanks. I had so much fun talking about it. Thanks, ladies. Yeah, we really appreciate it. We'll do it again soon. Okay, let's do it. All right. Have a great day. Bye. You too. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to Sharon Case for being our guest. Be sure to pick up a new issue on sale now and come back next week for another podcast.
3: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.